Welcome to the Playful Spirituality Podcast, a place to reconnect to spirit, to reclaim your unbridled wildness, and to bring you home to you. I'm Kara Viana, and I'm honored to be on this adventure with you. This is a place to discover your magic and your superpowers. And yes, you definitely have them. It's designed to tap you into the unconditional love and support flowing to you and to help you access that wild, unbridled joy that we so often lose touch with. You can expect all sorts of resources from spiritual and practical tools and teachings to guided meditations and energy healing. We'll have some special guests and even some live readings. This show is for all of us who are humaning to help you navigate this ride of life. If you are open to a little more support, more ease, a broader connection to the universe and to yourself, then stay tuned and find out what might be possible with an infusion of playful spirituality. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. We have a very special episode for you today, which I'm really looking forward to because I have three magnificent souls here. So we're doing something a little different than usual. We're recording this on video in case you want to see their gorgeous faces. And um, I think it's a fun way to get to connect to people when you get to see their faces in addition to hear their voices. So if you're listening to just audio, we'll be sure to introduce everybody along the way. And if you'd like to see faces, go over to YouTube where we'll have the full video up of this as well. So I'm going to jump in here. We're going to do our interviews one at a time to make it easy for those of you on audio. Um, I picked each of these women because they are extremely gifted um, and extremely special, just like all of you listening. You might not realize it yet. So I want you to get to hear about other people's experiences and other people's gifts and how this can show up throughout the course of our life and also what it means to utilize these types of abilities in our life. Okay, so I'm going to start by introducing you to Ryan. Ryan, will you give a quick introduction before we really dive in here? Hi, everyone. My name is Ryan Brady. And I am a medium spiritual architect. So excited that you're here. Thank I'm you. So Thank you for being here. I have a couple questions for you. First, sure. I want you to tell everybody about your specific gifts and how they show up for you. Everybody's unique in our gifts. So I want you to explain like how yours show up for you. Sure. So my gifts show up in a few different ways. Um, I am very in tune with our guardian angels that we all have and also our spirit guides. I also see auras. Um, it's very quite beautiful when I can see and feel the vibrations from everyone that's around me. Um, and those have actually really expanded, especially during the pandemic, learning how to do it virtually. Um, it's quite amazing um, how that is. 
Amazing. I love it. Okay. Now, will you tell everybody a little bit about, because you're someone who had these gifts and they were really kind of like on since you were a kid. And that's not the case for everybody. So will you tell everybody a little bit about growing up as a kid with these abilities and what it was like and how that kind of flowed as a child? Sure. Um, so my gift started at a very young age. I remember having very vivid dreams, not just when I was asleep, but I felt like while I was awake. But at the same time, I knew that it wasn't a dream. Um, those angels were there standing next to me and being around my family. Um, I was very, very grateful that I had parents that accepted um, when I came to them about these experiences. I remember waking up, you know, the next morning and saying to my mom and dad, I saw grandmama in my bedroom. And they both would look at each other and be, okay, well, that's great. <laughs> Um, but they never dismissed it, which was wonderful. Um, I moved around um, my entire childhood from state to state. So my life was constantly changing. And I also felt that it was difficult for me to make friends because I was so in tune with the spiritual world that that's something I wanted to talk about. Um, with people, but not everyone was open to it when I was younger. Um, I was also raised Catholic, so it was kind of, you know, put down upon and just don't speak upon it um, with everyone. So I had to hide myself for a very long time and it was sad, um, but I was able to open up to my parents over time. And um, once I started to build relationships with our, my friends, I had a few friends that I was able to speak to and say, I've, I see your colors, I see your aura. And I was just also learning my vocabulary too. I'd be like, oh, I see you're hurting today. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, there's just something just not right. And I was just very in tune with their vibrations. Um, so a lot of experiences like that, but I, I had a great support system. My family was very supportive um, of it, and that was a beautiful thing. Um, so it was, it was a journey. Let's put it that way. Once you know, I hit my twenties, I was pretty much more like, you know what, cats out of the bag. I'm telling everyone. <laughs> How did people respond throughout your life as you've been getting more and more open about all of this? I've had a few friends that actually um, kind of, you know, put it aside because they really didn't have a belief in the spiritual world. Um, they're more on the on the science spectrum of life, which is fine. Um, but it also taught me how to speak to those friends too. Um, to you know, my vocabulary changed with them. Um, but it also helped us build a better connection because um, we could relate to each other once I was speaking to them a little bit differently. Um, I have a few friends that, um, I mean, our relationships have grown so much more than before because I've opened up to them on this level. And um, it's really great hearing them, you know, say that you've been, an angel on earth for them because I've helped them connect to their spiritual world. So that's been a gift. And I just want to keep on giving that. Oh, that makes me so happy. 
Tell us, have there been some challenges that you've faced having these gifts and throughout your life at any point? Yes, there has definitely been some challenges. Um, I suffered with anxiety um, and depression. Um, the, it was very difficult because when I spoke about these two, um, especially to my family, um, it was really shunned upon for some reason. Um, it was, you don't know what that feels like, you don't have that. And the only way I could get through that was speaking to my angels and journaling and writing. And I have an endless amount of journals of love letters to myself, um, which I go back and read that half of them are not even from me, they're from my, my guides. So when I go back and reread those, it's very comforting that I wasn't alone and I did have them with me, not even realizing it, which was really cool. Um, on a day-to-day -day basis, um, it was uh, challenging because it was difficult for me to not go up to someone and say, oh, hi, I have a message for you. <laughs> I didn't want to be that weirdo in the grocery store or in my office building <laughs> and say, hey, grandma says hi, or, <laughs> you know, an old friend. Um, so those were um, some challenging times. So I've, again, I've learned how to um, social, make it that social interaction and, you know, word, you know, certain things, certain messages to people um, by getting to know that in them first before just jumping right in. And you took Master of Magic two years ago? Is that right? Two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Two years. So tell us about why you made the decision to take the program coming, you know, you had all of these gifts and abilities already. And then what has happened since? Master Your Magic literally changed my life. Um, I knew I always wanted to be a guide and help and heal people. I just didn't know how. Um, um, after my dad passed away four years ago, that's when I really struggled with um, depression and um, grieving. And after meeting you, Kara, in Hawaii um, at a retreat, I felt completely, um, I shouldn't say healed, but a big part of me was healed after meeting you. And when you opened my eyes to master your magic, you even said to me that you have the foundation, it's just under construction. It's time for renovation. You have all the tools. It's just knowing how to use them. And it was, it like the light, you know, just shined so bright. I was like, yes, that's yeah, that's what I feel like. I felt like I was standing in a home that needed to be renovated because I needed to knock down walls and change new things, but utilize the tools that I had. And Master Your Magic taught me that and how to use it on a day-to-day -day basis, which not just helped me tap into the spiritual world, but also taught me how to turn it off when I need to, because I would be distracted um, in the middle of the night while I was trying to sleep or even during a meeting. Um, at work. So learning how to turn, turn it on and off. Um, also, it helps with my anxiety, um, how to stay in the present moment, and also my depression not falling back. Um, those were my two biggest attributes, you know, that I got from, from Master Your Magic. One last question, just if you want. Yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't think of this one ahead of time. 
Sure. Do you have any particular stories that come to mind that were cool or funny or um, any story that you want to tell about the utilizing of <laughs> I have so I have so many um but one that really um comes to mind is one my most recent moment and um my I I know my mother will be fine with me sharing this <laughs> um so I'm in New Jersey and my mother's in South Carolina and she has been working um, with um, some therapists. She's been uh, battling cancer, but she has taken the holistic healing approach. So one of her journeys, I guess you, you can say during her healing, um, she discovered mushrooms and, you know, took a trip. <laughs> and um, I was very proud of her. Um, she's definitely stepped out of her realm and has, you know, taken that journey. And um, her um, shaman that was with her, guiding her and helping her just in case if anything, you know, happened. Um, there was a moment where she walked in and there was this Indian with long silver hair, wearing a bandana with peacock feather earrings, was standing next to her, but it was a male. And my mother said, he's not welcome here. Get him out. I don't want him here. And it happened three or four times. Now, I was the only one that knew that my mother was going through this. And then she wanted to wait till after her experience to share with the family. But she only told me because I could relate. And because I knew this, <laughs> throughout that day, I kept tapping into her to check in on her to see how she was. And when she told me about her journey afterwards, <laughs> Um, I was laughing during the whole time. Every time she told me this Indian was coming in and tapping in and I said to her, I go, Ma, I go, that was me. And she was like, I didn't want you there. I wanted to do this by myself. And I was like, I know I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm not sorry because I got to like tap in and be there with her for a short period of time. But of course that motherly daughter moment, she was like, get out. <laughs> You're, You're not fighting in. Get out of my This is my time. I, this, this is for me. And so I got the hint after like the third time and I was like, okay, but not, she couldn't recognize or know who it was. And gosh, I just have chills all over because oh, I'm just laughing so hard with her. But I'm so yeah, that, that was my most to have that experience and you got it, to participate. With I her. did. I got to tap in. It was so cool. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing and letting everybody get a little bit of taste of you and your just beautiful magic. Thank you. Mm. Thank you so much. All right. Now I want to introduce you all to Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, I'm so excited because where Ryan had... Um, these gifts have just always been there, right? And she's learned to utilize them over time. Elizabeth had one of those very crystal clear spiritual awakenings. <laughs> and I gotta tell the story. So I get a text message one day, I think I'm curled on the couch and watching a movie um, from our dear friend, Emily, our mutual friend. And she says, um, I have a client who needs you. She didn't explain anything. She was just like, can you get on the phone with her? 
And I was like, sure, no problem. And normally, sometimes this isn't even available, depending on what my, you know, sometimes I'm just like, we're going to have to like message over email. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, but here's my calendar is how I would normally handle that. And sometimes it's booked weeks out, but it's Emily who's really, really dear friend of mine. So I was like, yeah, you know what, let me see, like, here's a couple of days, like coming in the next week or so. And she was like, how about tomorrow? No explanation, no nothing else, but I know her and I could feel her energy. And I was like, yes, let me move some things around, which I never say ever. So we get on the phone and all of a sudden I was like, oh, now I understand why we needed to do this immediately where like, that was very unusual for Emily to come with that kind of like insistence. So I knew to take it seriously. So Elizabeth, will you introduce yourself? And then will you tell us the story of this awakening and what life was like before and what it was like after? Absolutely, thank you. So I'm Elizabeth Anderson. Um, I never know how to introduce myself because I'm like, I'm a professor of statistics. I'm a statistician. I own a consulting company. I'm a single mother of two grown children. And at the same time, I see the world in numbers. <laughs> so um, that's kind of who I am. And so to continue this story, so I probably about six months before I met Kara, I all of a sudden was just like really driven to start meditating, which I had never done, and like doing things that I had never done before, like using, I have a science background, I'm biochemist, and then a statistician by trade. So these are things that I'd never even really thought about. And on the day that uh, <laughs> was contacted, I woke up, and I could see every spirit and hear every spirit and saw the matrix. I saw all of the numbers, the flowing of vibration in the form of numbers, um, colors in numbers, people in numbers, everything was numerical and I was losing my mind. <laughs> and um, yes, Emily was so kind to connect me with Kara to say, this is something that you can control and that you can um, rein in and really utilize for your own growth and for others around you. And that was a lifesaver. But yeah, on that day, I was in a business meeting with Emily and a few other business clients and started seeing all the spirits behind them talking and <laughs> didn't know what to do. <laughs> And I remember when we got on the phone and we started talking, I was like, wait, how long has it been since you've slept? <laughs> because oh, it yeah. was, it was they like were keeping you awake hours. all night. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 48 hours. <laughs> Cause it, if it wasn't like, it was like everything at once. So uh, like every spirit around me, around the people I was around talking at the same time and numbers flowing and seeing vibrations and feeling vibration it was a lot <laughs> a lot a lot yeah 
so, so intense. And I just, to everybody listening, I want to, before you freak out, this yeah. is not, um, I wanted, specifically, I wanted everybody to hear this story for those people who have had or are in the middle of experiencing some kind of awakening, because it can be really scary and really startling. However, I want you to know that most people have the inkling to begin kind of a spiritual journey. And this is never, ever, ever something that master your magic or working with me or this kind of work, whatever cause to happen. You're never going to get blown open like this. But if you have, like, if this has happened all of a sudden like this for you, um, then like we're here to help. So I don't want to freak anybody out. Like they're just getting curious and then they're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to me? Don't worry. It's not how it works. If you're already to the point where you're getting curious, you're not going to, you're going to have the really gradual kind. Don't worry. If you're in the middle of like, you're searching all over line because you're like, what's happening to me? Something, I think I've lost my mind. Then we need you to hear this story because <laughs> you have yes. it. <laughs> yes. Cause that's exactly what it was, where it was just like um all of a sudden waking up and seeing the sun like when you've never seen the sun before where it was it was a lot um but it was it was kind of uh comforting to hear from Kara and um from others that I've met through Kara that it was unusual and that um it didn't happen like that because even after that, things moved very, very quickly for me, extremely quickly. And they're still moving extremely quickly um, for me in my in my growth and in my full awakening, um, much faster than happens usually. Much faster, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been careful all along to like, yes. you know, moderate and make sure like, are you all right? And she's like, yeah, let's keep doing this. Like, okay, yeah. do we need to tone it down a little bit? She's like, maybe just one notch. <laughs> so you've been like there for it, full blast. Yeah. It's been amazing. Yeah. Well, it was interesting before this, I can say that just my life in general was so hectic and so crazy where um, I was a single mom, um, two kids, and all of my education, so from bachelor's degree all the way through my PhD, I was a single mom. I worked full-time job, multiple part-time jobs at the same time um, while in school and managing household and all of that. So this, I think my awakening happened that way because this wasn't anything new to me. It was just in a different realm and a different part of my life. But I, I had already been inundated with doing enough for three people to do on a regular basis just in my life, even before this. So you could hang with the yeah. intensity of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense why it could come on that way for you. Right. So tell us a little bit about you and I wound up working together pretty intensively for a while because it was master your magic wasn't happening when this first happened and then you were able to take it the following year so yes how did that work and how did master your magic impact things I think the like really working with you one-on-one -on -one initially um 
was extremely helpful for me um, because things were moving so quickly. Um, and Master Your Magic came at the right time where I had kind of um, gotten used to the flow and was really starting to be able to verbalize and communicate to other people about what was happening and what I was seeing and what I was experiencing. And so then going into Master Your Magic at that time really allowed me to be able to um, hone those gifts even more, but also see that, all right, I'm not alone. Um, there really are a lot of people that are trying to tap into their gifts and understand their giftings and how to use it. And it can be an enjoyable thing. Like it doesn't have to be super um, stressful. And um, as Kara says, it doesn't have to be serious. Um, and, and so that was really nice to be able to start to have fun with it. And that I think really is what shifted the energy for me from I'm used to a hectic life. And so this is just another way of life being hectic to, oh, this is actually kind of fun and enjoyable. And it's kind of cool to be able to witness this journey and witness this journey in other people. Um, and Master Your Magic really did that for me, where it, it, it let me sit back sometimes and just bear witness um, and take a break from all the stuff that was happening um, in my own world. I love that. It makes me so happy. You're not alone. You realize you're yeah. here in this group with all of these people and everybody's got different abilities and they're at different states and spaces and yeah, that makes me really happy. So you have really unique gifts and I want you to tell people how, how they work, how they show up for you, or if you want to talk about the evolution, whatever inspires you, and then how you are learning to utilize them in your daily life. Cause this is really ongoing. It's really fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I never, and again, I never know how to describe this. So um, I guess the best way that I've been able to describe it is like intuitive numerology, um, where basically I see everything in numbers. And I realize now that I've always seen things in numbers. So it's, um, I experience like the vibrations and the energy of the world in numbers. And so when this first, when this gifting first started really coming on and I started recognizing it, um, it was feeling the vibrations of words and turning them into numbers and then really digging in and understanding the vibration of those numbers and being able to see how in people and in music and in the things people say that all it is is a weaving of these vibrations and I can see the math that's happening in the creation and the uh, dissemination and the absorption of those vibrations um, and it's really quite cool um, and so now it's kind of evolved in where I'm able to take what we know about numerology. So like our life path numbers and um, really amp it up. So 
for example, I got really into crystals and crystal grids, but I do mine differently in that I actually calculate the vibration of each of my crystals and of the intention that I want to impart in the grid and so supercharge it um, with that vibration and then recognize where those numbers are showing up in other places in my life and um, recognizing that that's the energy of that grid in pushing forward my healing. Um, and I'm a record keeper. So I, like in the last two years, I've filled, I think, 20 journals, um, mostly full of numbers <laughs> and uh, geometric shapes and um, way things are coming together. And um, so I'm beginning to see how to use that and, and how to help others recognize that as well and use those numbers um, and read between the numbers um, in a strategic way. Will you give just a quick glimpse of what, because this has been such an evolution and yeah. And each time we talk, I'm like, what's the latest? What's the newest yes. evolution of this? Because it's, it's so, you know, and one of the things that we worked on was never pinning it down and assuming, okay, that's, yeah. this is how it works because it's changing so fast. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you'll get whiplash. So yeah. we tell everybody a little bit about what it looked like when you were very first, like mm. what were the sort of like baby steps at the beginning? And then what has it evolved into for how you're receiving and what it's looking like to get this information? Oh yeah, absolutely. So it really started out as like, why are these words and these numbers like flashing so brightly? Um, and that's the only way I can describe it. But, and so it's, you could look at my journals and see how it started. Where it started where I was, um, having a conversation with somebody and I'd be writing down words. So like, if you see me now writing down words and numbers, uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm not like not paying attention, but it, it started where it's like, oh, these numbers and these words are flashing brightly or here's particular words or particular um, numbers that are repeating, repeating, repeating. Like I, they keep showing up or they're repeating in my head and starting to dig in and figure out what that meant and what that was. So then going into um, some traditional numerology um, and beginning to understand what each of those numbers actually meant and what the deeper message was behind those numbers. And then um, starting to decode the words and turn those into numbers, just using the alphabet chart where A is one and Z is 26 and turning um, the words and the phrases into numbers. So then I could um, see them better and understand the messaging better. I then started recognizing that there were many, many words and phrases that vibrated at the same number at the same vibration and started digging in to really understand like well what does that mean so for like example um, the word love is 54 but also 54 is thank so when you say love you or thank you 
it's the exact same vibration. Um, also, 54 is breath and sun. So those words have those same vibrations. And so then beginning to understand that it's not what we're saying. It's like the perspective in which we're standing and experiencing that vibration and how we take it. So then that went even deeper um, into like even bigger numbers. So like 333 is unconditional love and um, compassion, but it also is systematic uh, oppression trauma. So that 333 vibration, people could experience it in different ways based on how they're, what perspective they're standing in and how it's hitting them. Um, now I've kind of gotten into looking at mirror images and parallels of numbers. So when you have like a two digit number, um, like 12, like right now we're in December and we're coming up to that winter solstice on the 21st. So 12 and 21 are mirror images of each other. Um, and they would be considered parallels because they have the same numbers make up them one and two. But beginning to understand and see how we experience those numbers differently and how they can come together and give a whole new meaning and how the integration of those parallels happens when you are shifting your perspective. So as you're growing and your perspective is shifting, now you could see 12 and 21 as the same thing, as the same vibration and not separate. Okay, great. Oh, love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, it's so fun to geek out on this stuff. And um, I see things in energy. That's how I experience things in the world. And so Elizabeth and I really have fun like translating our different ways of seeing things into as she's seeing the numbers and I'm seeing the energy and we can sort of speak the same language but different languages and bring them together and it's just really, really fun. Um, would you give an example of maybe a funny or fun or interesting little tidbit that's come along at some point um, one of those things where you were like, I got to tell Kara because she'll think this is whatever. It's a lot. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of those. But actually, there was one uh, that was just this morning. And I was like, oh, I'm seeing Kara later. So I'll tell her. But um, when I was thinking about the, the questions um, for today, and for some reason, Master Your Magic was just like flashing at me more than usual. Um, so I went ahead and I did the numbers on it. And Master Your Magic is 188. And um, it, that's a really cool number because it adds wow. up to 17, which is another eight. But also, my name, Elizabeth, is 88. So 188 is also towards Elizabeth or nature of Elizabeth. Oh, I love so it. Cool. Yeah. So those, those types of things happen all the time. Oh, all the time. It's yeah. so fun. This is yeah. such a blast. Yeah. 
So I got to say for everybody who's out there thinking that you or someone, you know, is like too logic based or science based or whatever, like you were talking here to a extremely intelligent woman, like really, really, really the kind of like brains that I'm always just like, wow, <laughs> when I talk to you. like real big brains who is able to see all of this stuff that's so woo-woo um, in such a like grounded science-based lensing. And it really doesn't matter. Whatever, wherever you're coming to it from, you will find it. It's not a, um, it's not a type of truth that only works if you're willing to put it in a certain box. Yeah, absolutely. And I can say along with that is that like, as I've grown in this gifting, I'm understanding that I was using it all along. So I um, have taught statistics for the last five years at a graduate level and am a statistician and educational statistician, but I always would get the number and say, okay, here's what this number means statistically, but this is what we also need to look at or we need to understand. So like in educational research, if we get a number of, oh, here's how students are doing on their exams, it'd be like, okay, this is how they're doing based on this number. But what's happening in between the lines of these numbers and behind this number is that there's certain groups of, of students that um, need extra support or that the test that you put together is crap and doesn't work for them. Um, and it forced other people around me to look deeper and not just take that number at uh, face value. And I didn't know that's what I was doing, but I was using my gifting in that way even before. Um, and in science, when I was a biochemist, I, I thought it would be fun to um, put certain words on the Petri dishes with the cells and see how they grew differently. And I just, I just did that for fun. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know that I was placing the vibrational intention of those words into the cells and it was you know, changing how they were living and growing. I just thought it was cool. Oh my gosh, I love that. And then as you were doing that experiment, or I mean, without maybe even thinking of it as an experiment, did you notice a difference okay. in? Yeah, so I actually ended up putting, based on that work I did as a biochemist playing around while I was waiting for something else to happen, um, I put together actually a high school course <laughs> on this same kind of thing where instead of soul cultures, we just used rice and they would have three containers of rice and one they would ignore, one they would say wonderful, sweet, positive words to every day and one they would say negative stuff to. And so with high schoolers, when they needed to cuss somebody out, I told them to go cuss out their rice. And that was the one time that they were allowed to cuss in the classroom, go cuss out your negative rice. And what we found with every single time with that experiment, but then with the cells also, is those that are ignored are the worst. They die the soonest, 
the rice rots the soonest. So like having no vibrational interaction, energetic interaction at all is worse than the negative. So it went no, like the neglected were the worst off. Then the negative, the cussed out rice um, would rot, but not as fast as the neglected. And the positive rice turned into rice wine. It fermented. You're kidding. Yeah. Which means that all of the bacteria required for that fermentation process, the fungus, right? Mm -hmm. Were attracted to the positive vibration that was being, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And if, and if that same bacteria, it either ferments or it rots. So it was like the bacteria and all of that stuff that would rot the rice was attracted to that negative side and to the neglect very much to the neglect where you don't talk to them at all and wow. then yeah that bacteria that would ferment it and turn it into wine would be in the positive that's incredible it's like the bacteria knew this is something good that we need to like continue keep it going mm -hmm. and this is something we need to hurry up and get rid of yeah and get it out of this is not good yeah oh and you see something similar in like the soul cultures so when it was like a negative word the cells would move away from where the paper was and they'd be like on the edges they wanted to be as far away from it as possible and the positive ones they would grow bigger on the, the where the little paper was for the intention Wow. So the piece of paper with the positive word on it, they would like mm -hmm. gather on it or mm -hmm. run away from it if it was a negative word. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, scientists can be woke. That's right. <laughs> See? <laughs> oh my gosh. I just love it. Thank you so much yes, for letting everybody get a glimpse into your just miraculous gifts. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm having so much fun. Okay, now I have to introduce you to Kestrel. Kestrel was in my very, very, very first intuitive development class. So this is the like the early stages, the early days of Master Your Magic. So 15 years ago, the very, very, very first time I taught this work was to Kestrel. <laughs> so we've been friends for a very long time because long before that. So Kestrel, will you introduce yourself and tell them a little bit about you? OG baby. Um, my name is Kestrel Chervenak and I I'm a mother of two boys and I have my own essential oils business and I'm working on um, developing hot mess to goddess, how to balance your hormones with essential oils, yoga, meditation, chakra alignment. I love um, geeking out on all that stuff. So Elizabeth, I was just like, tell me more, tell me more about the rice. Tell me more about the numbers. Like I love geeking out on stuff like that. That's so fun. And Kestrel is quite the expert on hormones by the way y'all she she's well you're gonna hear it as we get into this so tell us tell us about your gifts and how they have shown up throughout your life so my gifts are really energetic I can 
work with people's energy, especially physically. So I taught Pilates for a long time, and this is where I became really, really aware of how sensitive I was to other people's energy. So if I was, if I put my hands on you, I could feel what you were feeling and I could, um, work into the muscles and feel what was trapped in the muscles and what was really going on with people. Um, and I got really aware of it because I was working with a couple whose son was killed in a car accident and they came back to working with me really, really quickly afterwards. And I started having dreams about him, like really, really vivid dreams and would wake up sobbing. And I had only met him once. So I knew that it wasn't my experience of him, but it was really their experience and their grief. Um, and I was, I think, 22 at the time. So I was like, whoa, like what is going on? I'm not, I'm not really sure. But I also knew that I could work with people's energies and have it do what I, what I guided it to do. I remember um, being on the beach and somebody fell down and whacked her forearm. And I was like, oh, here, come here. And I just like rubbed it out. She's like, what are you doing? Like, how are you making it feel better so fast? So like, it's just energy. Like, it's just energy. And I'm just showing it where to go. So those are two of my gifts. I think the other gift that I have is that I'm really able to stand at the top of your hole and see where it is that you're going much the same way that your higher self is able to like cheer you on when you're in the depths of despair. So, um, <laughs> I love telling this story Kara. when Kara was like, I'm getting a divorce. I was like, yes. So like I was celebrating so loud, which is like, what a shitty friend thing to do. <laughs> but I could just see where she was going. I could see all of, all of the growth and expansion and what the love that was coming towards her, that I was in so much celebration. And so I, I feel like that is one of my gifts too, is really being able to stand at the top of the hole and, and cheer you on from there. Oh, it definitely is. It definitely is. It makes it so that you're a safe place to come when you're in your own hole, when you're in like the, the depths of your own darkness, because you're not going to climb in there with me. If I'm having a bad day, you're not going to like jump into the, oh no, because then once someone's in the hole with you, now I'm like, oh man, I have to figure out how to get you and me out of here. That's way more work. Now I have to worry about you being worried about me and like, no, 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 no. So I, I love to, you know, if I'm having a rough day and I call you and you're like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. Look at all the expansion that's coming. Works out really good for me. <laughs> so tell everybody, your gifts also are very, very um, uh, heightened by physical touch. And I think that's something that there's probably a lot of people out there that experience without really understanding what they're experiencing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um just connecting with somebody physically is I can, I can tell what's going on. I can tell if you're having issues with your partner or your dad or at work, or I can really see, um, and sense the emotions that are coming up for you. And, um, I had an experience with my brother where we hadn't really seen each other in a long time. And, uh, we took some ecstasy together <laughs> and then we just like hung out and I was just like holding his hand and I was like, all right, well, tell me about this girl. Like I knew like the names of these girls and like who they were and where he had met them. And he was like, you are blowing my mind right now. Like it was so crazy to like crawl into him like that. Um, and I would say that I really keep boundaries about not doing that <laughs> to most people. Um, but I do have that ability to kind of crawl inside and like 
like tell what's going on and and really feel the emotions and your work has really helped me figure out how to also process them, right? To not take them on as my own, but to really process them out and to let them go and to let them release. So, so we both feel better, you know, that I'm not taking on your stuff and trying to fix it, but I'm like, okay, like I'm really in it. I can really understand. And I can help you sort of transmute that and, and pull it out of you. Carrie, you're surrounded by rainbows right now. It's so cool. I know, look at this. It's amazing. I'm afraid to touch the camera because I don't want to mess up any of the lighting, but like whatever's happening right now is like I'm getting less and less and less Kara as this is taking over. Maybe that's how Ryan sees you all the time. It's the coolest. I love this. I'll take it. This this can be my new filter universe. Just to figure <laughs> that out. Um, some, some byproduct of this giant storm outside the window, I guess. Although I'm not in any direct sunlight, so who knows? <laughs> it's really happening. Okay, so will you tell us a little bit about, you had the unique experience of coming into and learning this work and these gifts, um, like in really early adulthood. So what's it been like having, you know, before and then after, as you got these tools, how has that impacted life? Um, before, I think I took things really hard you know, when we have all these gifts and we feel so much, it's really easy to feel on the negative side and to really fall into that and not quite know what to do with it. And when I started working with you, I was like, oh my gosh, I have all these tools to dig myself out so that things wouldn't hit me in the same way. Um, so that it wasn't like, oh God, I'm falling into that deep hole. I'm falling into that darkness. And I would get really scared of it. I would go, okay, ground and center. I know how to pull myself back out of this. I know how to find my own worth. I know the tools that I need to know that this is really temporary to let go and to reach for something that feels better, to reach for something that supports me more. Um, even in meeting my husband in the earlier stages, <laughs> we had this very dramatic falling out where he was like, that's it. I'm leaving. He like stormed off. And I was like, I think out on the beach or something. I was like, okay. Like it was like, I felt it, you know, but it was like such a like quick, like, okay, like I'll be fine. Cause I had already been through so much, but I'd learned how to go through it much, much quicker because of working with you instead of sinking into it. And like, I could just feel it and like really feel it. Cause I remember it feeling like a punch in the gut and then being like, and I'm okay. And like, he was like, why did you run after me? I'm like, why would I like, you're a grown ass man, make your own decisions. And I feel like that um, was a huge reason why we actually stayed together was because I wasn't dependent on him for my own happiness. So I would say that that is the biggest transition is that before I worked with you, my happiness was so dependent on everything else going right around me. And once I started working with you and doing master your magic and doing the meditations and stuff that I was like, my, I'm responsible for my happiness. Like you, you don't have anything to do with it. So, you know, I still get hurt. I still feel pain. I still have interactions with people that, that are not as happy as I would like, but ultimately I'm responsible for my happiness. I'm not putting my husband in charge or my kids in charge of that. Like I'm in charge of that. It makes me so happy. <laughs> Your happiness makes me so happy. Um, tell us about what it's been like being a parent and having these tools because you had all of this prior to even getting pregnant. Yeah, um, 
Well, I think I was in a master your magic class when I figured out I was pregnant. So I remember doing Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember doing the meditation and we were like, check into your body. And my body was like, I want donuts. I need to sweep the floor. I'm a boy. And I was like, what? what? What is happening? Like, I've never had this experience in my body before. And of course, afterwards, you know, Kara and I would talk, and but my baby mama was there and she was just like, I think you're pregnant. And I was like, oh, right. Okay. That makes so much sense. I think it was still two weeks until I like actually found out I was pregnant, but like, I'm like, I was connected to that baby right away. And then, um, he and I connected, he told me when he was going to be born, I kept calling him a girl and kept having this, like, maybe it's a boy. And finally asked and was like, Hey, are you a boy or girl? And he's like, I'm a boy. I was like, are you sure? He's like, I'm a boy mama. And I was like, okay. <laughs> then we found out a week later that it was a boy. Like he and I have always, and he actually spoke really, really late because he didn't need to speak words to me. I understood and knew exactly what he wanted without him having to speak to me because he is also very, very psychic. Ryan, when you were talking about your experience of, you know, coming in and being like, I said, grandma, I'm like, yeah, that like he comes in and he's like, I just saw a ghost. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, like just being really supportive and really, you know, he'll also say like that person is really sad today. Like I can just feel and I can see their energy. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can. Um, so it's always been about understanding and, and knowing that the, those gifts are there and also helping my sons understand that they are there. Both of my sons are able to connect to their higher selves, to their guardian angels who show up as uh, hermit crabs and unicorns. And, um, oh, Wesley showed up as hedgehogs the other day or something. Like they always show up as like, like huge amounts of animals that are surrounding them um, and their higher selves drop in. And, but I'm able to like really help them settle and calm yesterday, right before school, we did a golden bubble meditation right before they walked into school. And I felt, I felt both of them just drop back into their body and they were able to be like, okay. And I'm like, go to school and have a really, really good day. So there's been so many, so many times that I lean into it as a parent. Um, and especially when Lucas wasn't speaking and I was starting to get really nervous about it of connecting in and going, he is so psychic and he is able to feel every single thing, just like I feel everybody's stuff. He feels my stuff. So that inner, I had to be really careful about what I was thinking and feeling around him because, um, I was so nervous about him not speaking that I was like panicking and it would make him panic and we would set each other off. And so I would have to like really ground and center myself and know that I just needed to psychically connect with him instead of trying to, to force a connection of speech happening. I love it so much. And it's been such a huge help for your boys. Like I've gotten to watch um, just really expert level of parenting, because when they're in their struggle, you're able to bring them these kind of tools to help them. And like, you know, the impact is instantaneous. It's so powerful. That's another place where it really is good that I'm able to stand at the top of the hole for them. And especially for children, it's so much easier because <laughs> the stuff that they're freaking out about is like, I can't have that cookie. And I'm like, yeah, you'll get another cookie. Like you're fine. You know, like sometimes with the grownups, you feel like, oh God, this really is like a huge problem. And I just have to approach it and be like, oh, this is, I like know what they're feeling because I know how intense that feeling is. And just knowing 
they're going to be fine. Like, and that they are responsible for their happiness. We talk about that a lot right now that they feel like everybody else is responsible for the, their happiness or I'm responsible. And if I don't do something, then they're going to be sad. And I'm like, it's not my problem, man. Like, it's not my deal. You're responsible for this. And I'm empowering you by saying that, like, I'm not neglecting yeah. you, taking something from you to empower you to know that you're in charge of this. Just like for all of us, can you imagine if you really got it as a young child that you're responsible for your happiness? Like mind blown because most okay. of us, if we ever figure it out, we're way into adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, but it helps me too. Cause I like, I'll say something to them. I'm like, Oh, that was what I needed to hear. Like that was, that was for me as much as it was for you and the questions that they ask and the things that it brings out in me. I'm like, Oh, I needed the clarity on that. But that really is, that really is it. Like that really is the clarity going forward that I can use and lean into. Tell us a little bit about how you use your gifts and these tools in sort of daily life in um, your work and your relationship and in your workouts and whatever, like, how does this get into the practical for you? I think I just spend, spend a lot less time like in, in freak out and in despair because I know like, okay, I might wake up feeling like I got up on the wrong side of the bed or something. And then I just have to ground and center and bubble up. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm back to feeling back to myself again. Um, in working with clients, again, I'm always seeing what's possible for you. I'm always seeing where you're going instead of where you are. And so I'm able to really offer guidance in terms of where I know you want to be instead of like, okay, well, let's sit with where you are right now. Um, working with essential oils and, and movement and diet and all of that, like I'm always wanting to see what's possible of where you could be. And so, you know, working with people with any of the multitude of things that they're working with, I always can just say, okay, like, let's ground in and see where you want to go. And then I can, then we have a roadmap for how to get there. You know, like we'll put things together so that you're able to, especially working with hormones, you know, like, okay, what are the things that are most off balance that we can work on right away? Because I see you as this really vibrant whole entity and that you, you know, you don't have to sit in your dysfunction and we don't have to wait for that to get worse before we're able to do something like we can, we can work on that right now. But I want to tell this story. So Kestrel's pregnant with her first baby, beautiful round belly. And she's coming around and she walks up and she's like, talk to the baby. I want you to channel the baby. And I was like, um, I don't, know if that's a thing um I've never heard of someone doing this I'd never thought I'd never tried it myself I'd never you know I this was I don't know 14 years ago and uh but like you weren't messing around you were like do it <laughs> do it of course you can you talk to everything talk to the baby I, I have a list of questions like <laughs> here's some things I need to know <laughs> And I remember being like, I guess I'll try. And of course, instantly there's the baby giving me all these, I don't remember everything he said, but the thing that I remember, the one that stuck with me is that he showed me 
being in the belly and being able to see light patterns. And I was like, that's not real. This must be metaphoric, like, like, but it was so clear. It was really showing me, this is what I can see. Like, this is what it's like. And I was like, no way. So I finished up the whole thing and I was a little like, this is going to sound, I'm going to sound like a crazy person saying this. So I'm like, Kestrel, can they see light from like through the womb and the belly and the skin? And she's like, oh yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> Just read about it too. So you were like, yeah, you can see light. And I was like, well, of course you can. I remember that. It was one of those moments for me that was so trippy and so cool. So yes. And you guys are coming up this weekend. So I get to hug Lucas, who's no longer a baby <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, he's almost as tall as me. He's probably taller than me now. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you for coming and sharing all of you. This is so fun and exciting and cool. And there's one more thing that I want to mention for everybody listening before we wrap here and then and then we'll we'll close this up. Elizabeth, you said that the more you've gotten into learning these gifts and abilities, the more you're recognizing that you've done it all along, that you've used these gifts and abilities that you have in your life and in your work all along without knowing that you were using it. And that I know for a fact to be true for all of you and for everyone listening. I know this to be true because this is inevitably what we discover. And it is, it's so cool to watch that begin to unfold. It's also part of why it's so hard for us to decipher our gifts at the beginning. So some of you listening are like, I don't have gifts. You do. And you're using them totally unconsciously without realizing it in probably every aspect of your life. They're just so normal to you that you don't even think twice about it. So just for everybody listening, be prepared for how cool it is as you start to uncover more of these and recognize that you've been using them. Then once you really start to practice them, it's like, developing muscles you've never they've always been there but you've never really actually given them something to do and now you're going to give them something to do and watch like the gifts just expand and grow and it it's just so fun thank you ladies thank you for being here thank you everybody for listening if you are wondering what is this mastery magic we're talking about it's intuitive development school it's really for everybody um I'm sure that my team will put a link to it in the description of the podcast, or you can find it on the website and all the different places and look it up and check it out. We are going to do several more of these type of shows in the upcoming um, next couple of months. So keep your eye out. We'll sprinkle them in from time to time. And I want you to listen to all of them because we're going to get a really wide variety to give you ideas of people's different gifts, their different abilities, how it came on, how they're using it in their life, what they're doing with it, um, how it impacts normal life, because these are here for us in our life. This is not like a, oh, I discovered I have a gift and now I have to go give readings or sit on a mountaintop or no, it's not that way at all. These are here and yours and meant to be used in your normal daily life to just make everything better and more fun and easier. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you ladies for being here. I love you so much.
All right, everyone, until next time. Deep bow of gratitude to you, my friends, for showing up for yourself and taking the time for this experience. If you enjoyed this, and I hope you did, it would mean so much to me if you would write a positive review. And please share this with your friends who you think might enjoy it. My team has set up some free presents for you, including a guided meditation, an energy healing, and a sneak peek into one of my programs. So go to caraviana.com to download those. And be sure to keep your ears open. The doors to Master Your Magic Intuitive Development School are opening again very soon. With the deepest love, cheers to all that you are.